Hello and welcome to Your True Self, a podcast about real-life stories of transformation, navigating life, and being able to show up in the world as your unapologetic self. Here, we'll talk about the ups, the downs, the ugly truths, and the magical moments that we all experience but often feel we can't share. I'm your host, Certified Transformation Coach and Mentor, Jackie Rogash. I'm going to share with you how I was able to heal my trauma and move from barely surviving to thriving and ultimately embracing my imperfectly perfect self. Because I know the power of community, I'll also be bringing special guests along for the ride. Throughout these conversations, we'll speak about the different factors that support us during our own personal transformations, including healing, resilience, mindset, connection, and so, so much more. So strap yourself in because it's time to discover your true self. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Your True Self. I'm your host, Jackie Rogash. Something I get asked about all the time is my self-care and mindset practices. And I fully appreciate that everybody's looks a little bit different, but I thought I would share what my practices are with you. And it's kind of really relevant at the moment. After being in a car accident in the last couple of days, I realized how much my self-care practices, how much my mindset work and balancing my emotions and how much... I guess, how in tune I am with myself has supported me because I know full well if I had been in an accident a few years ago, I would have fallen apart. I would have cried, been a mess. It probably would have ruined my day, ruined my year. Maybe not my year, but you know what I mean. Whereas it sort of happened and I just went, okay, well, I'm okay and the car's fucked, but that's okay. And it was quite interesting to me to see that progression and to see how I handled that. And I was, you know, without tooting my own horn, I was a little bit proud of myself for staying so calm and balanced, knowing that I could have easily gone to the extreme of anything, you know, whether it's worry, whether it's anger, whether it's sadness, you know, whatever it was, but it was just like, okay, well, this is something I've just got to deal with. And that's what I'm going to do. So very fitting, the fact that I was thinking about sharing with you my self-care practices and that's what happens. So but this is life, right? And my practices have evolved over the years. So when I talk through what I'm about to talk through, I don't want you to feel any overwhelm or to think that you need to start where I'm at right now because that's just unrealistic, especially if you don't have any practices in place at the moment. So what I'm going to do is I will talk to you about the evolution of some of my practices before talking about or going into what my daily routine is now. Something else that I'm super mindful of is that not everyone will want to do their self-care practices in the morning. Some people like doing it in the middle of the day. Some people like doing it at night. Some people like doing it just whenever they feel like doing it. So if you hear me talking and you think, I don't, to, I don't want to do that in the morning, you don't have to, right? This isn't set in stone. There's no right or wrong. There's no one way to do this. It's very much dependent on you. And if you aren't sure 
which one you prefer, have a play with all of your options and see which one feels best for you. You know, maybe have a couple of days in the morning, a couple of days at lunch, a couple of days at night and just see which one feels better, knowing full well that you can change whenever you want, right, because they're your self-care practices. So it's really a matter of whatever works for you. Today I'm going to break my self-care practices into two categories, the first being my non-negotiables and how I get myself out of a rut when I'm feeling overwhelmed or when I'm just feeling a bit out of sorts. Basically, it's what makes me feel good. The second is my self-care and mindset practices or rituals, whichever word you prefer. So let's chat about my non-negotiables. And when I haven't been doing any of these or when I neglect elements of these, I really notice it. And there are four main themes for me that come up when I think about my non-negotiables. Firstly, exercise. (laughs) If you know me, you know that I love exercise. Um, Even if you don't know me, I'm sure you know that I love exercise. And if I'm honest, I become a bit of a moody bitch when I don't train for a few days. I get agitated, short, grumpy, and just feel off. Everyone close to me knows it to the point if I'm a little bit something, mum will, I'll be talking to mum and she'll be like, have you trained lately? And if the answer is no, she's like, "Mm, you should go and do that. (laughs) And I 100% agree, right? Because I know as soon as I do, I'm going to feel a million times better. And with my exercise, my go-to is usually high-intensity training. Having played sports all of my life, talking tennis, netball, basketball, athletics, gymnastics, softball, shit, I'm sure I've missed a heap of them. Um, I really enjoy working up a sweat. These days, my go-to is CrossFit. And I'm super fortunate that where I train in Melbourne, they have both CrossFit classes and conditioning classes. So depending on how I'm feeling each day, I can choose whatever feels best to me, right? So I have the option, which is amazing. And I also love Muay Thai. And What I find is both of these really allow me to completely escape and switch off from everything. You know, I forget about any dramas that are going on, usually because I'm either focused on not dying or not getting punched in the face. You know, both beneficial if I don't, um, but also just because I'm so focused on what I'm doing. So I'm being very present. And on the days that I want to do something, but I don't necessarily want to have that, you know, peak heart rate or work up a sweat or that high intensity training, I might just go for a walk or stretch or do yoga or Pilates, something that still allows me to move my body, but isn't necessarily going to exhaust me because I know that you just can't, you know, you can't exhaust yourself every day. Your adrenals just go out the window whenever we do that. And it's just not good for us which is something that (laughs) took me a long time to learn, but I am slowly learning all of this. My second non-negotiable is food and water. Sounds pretty obvious, right? But staying hydrated and making sure I'm drinking enough water is something that I know impacts me, both the way I feel, my digestion, everything, right? And I usually eat very well. I'm not a strict dieter or anything like that. I have been in the past. I'm not anymore. I like treats. Um, But when I know that I've sort of gone too far down the treat binging path, 
I know when I need to course correct. So for me, when I'm feeling off, like my body literally tells me I need fruit and veggies. So it's just a matter of incorporating more raw veggies in the morning and veggies at both of my meals. And it only takes a day or two to get back on track, right? So I just find, you know, dropping sugar for a couple of days, staying hydrated and making sure I up my veggie intake makes a huge difference to how I feel. My third non-negotiable is being outdoors or grounding. Growing up in the country and camping every school holidays means that I am most at home when I'm outside. If I am up in Echuga on Yorta Yorta land and I'm on the river, all of my troubles disappear and there is no feeling like it when you just sit there in complete bliss. Living in Melbourne, it's really easy for me to spend far too many hours inside And when I don't see sunlight or get outdoors or go on adventures, again, I feel really agitated and just uncentered, right? I feel less calm and I feel like something's missing. And as soon as I go for a walk, whether it's in the rainforest, around a lake or just outdoors really, as long as I'm outside with the sun or the moon on my face, I feel instantly more relaxed. And grounding is something that I do when I'm anxious, So I'll intentionally go outside, take my shoes off and stand or sit on the grass in silence. When I have time, I'll go to the beach or the river and either swim if it's not freezing or just stand with my feet in the sand. And again, there's just something for me so calming about water and so calming about being outside. And if you haven't tried any of these or you don't get outside enough, I encourage you to do so. Try and get outside for at least 30 minutes a day. And something I love to play with is shutting down your senses. So if you're standing there, you know, close your eyes and just focus on what you can smell or maybe you focus on what you can hear and then, you know, open your eyes and only focus on what you can see. So really heightening those senses to see what comes up because it's amazing what You hear, see and smell when you're paying attention to it as opposed to just going through the day. And my fourth non-negotiable is fun and laughter. This might sound super strange, but when I get too serious, when I'm too busy or when I'm just in the zone, the one thing that goes out the window is how much I laugh and how much fun I have. And I really notice that If I am in that I'm so busy, I've got so much going on mode and I journal and I'll often ask my inner child or ask myself what my inner child needs right now and it's always fun or laughter and I love laughing and I'm talking about, you know, laughing until you cry and that's probably the biggest change I've noticed since going full-time in my business is that I don't get to just laugh with people anymore because I'm not just having those random conversations throughout the day. So for me, making fun and creating space for me to laugh really needs to be a priority. And I actually set a challenge for the women in True Self Experience the other day to do something just for fun. So to find an activity to do just because for fun. And it's really interesting because most of us think we only do an activity because of a reason, right? We don't just go and do something because it's fun. So that's a fun little challenge that I can't wait to see the results for. 
Okay. So they're my four non-negotiables. We've got exercise, food and water, being outdoors and grounding, and fun and laughter. Now I want to chat to you about my self-care and mindset practices and rituals. There are three elements to this piece and you might want to grab a pen and paper or make a note of the time and come back to this one for the useful tips if there is some that resonate with you. This is where I'm going to walk you through how my practices have developed over the years and then talk to you about my daily practice now. So number one at the forefront is journaling. Again, Anyone who has worked with me or knows me knows that I just love a good journal. And my journaling practice started in 2016 when I was highly anxious, paranoid and scared daily. You know, I struggled to fall asleep. And if I was with my partner at the time, he had to put his hand in the middle of my back to help calm me in order for me to fall asleep. If I was by myself, however... I was just a mess and really, really struggled to sleep. So what I would do is before I went to bed, I would set a timer for 10 minutes and just write everything that came into my head. Didn't matter what it was and I had no intention of ever reading it again, but it was just a matter of writing. And I did this with the intention of doing it for five days in a row. And the first two days, I reckon I could have just sat there and written for 20 minutes, if not more, but I... My alarm went off and I went, no, I'm going to come back to this tomorrow. Then by the fourth day, I was literally sitting there going, I have nothing to write. I've got seven minutes left. I don't know what to say. (laughs) And getting to that point, while it seems a little bit boring and mundane, was actually really powerful because it meant that all of the stuff that was running around in my head, all of the noise that was keeping me awake no longer bothered me and I was able to fall asleep much easier. So if you have trouble sleeping, I highly recommend trying that exercise just to see how it works because sometimes we get so caught up in our thoughts that we don't give ourselves the space to get out of our head. When everything got better for me and I was in a much better place, I started doing the Resilience Projects journal and I did that for six months. And if I'm honest, I chose the six-month journal because I really just wanted to prove to myself that I could journal because for years I'd be like, I want to journal and I'd do it solidly for a week and then forget about it for a couple of years and then come back to it. It was just, I just couldn't do it. So I found their journal really simple and straightforward and it was so easy for me to follow. Even on the days I couldn't really be bothered, it was a matter of saying, it's going to take you five minutes. So there was really no excuse for me. Once I finished their journal, I then created and had my own journals printed and I had a series of questions in them that I went through every day and they are, today I feel, and I had a sliding scale from rubbish to amazing, so really just checking in with how I feel. I feel this way because, so again, why do I feel this way? And then to improve my mood, I can. So looking at how I'm feeling and why and what can I do to shift that? Then I looked at the project side of things or my to-do list, if you will. So I would say today's top project is and why is this important to me? And that gave me that emotional connection to what I wanted to do so it wasn't just another mundane task. And then I wrote, what is one small action I can take to move this forward? So instead of focusing on the whole project or the big, huge to-do, I just picked one thing and got that done. 
So I was always taking action forwards and moving forwards without having that overwhelm. Then I had a little bit of gratitude. You know, I'm grateful for, and I would then, sounds a bit strange now, rate my happiness out of 10 each day and have a tick box for mindfulness and exercise. I will drop these questions in the show notes for you because I realise there's a few, but if you want to start journaling and you don't know where to start, these questions are so super simple to answer and they just give you a little bit of clarity and you can do them in the morning or at night. Now my journaling has evolved into me just free writing. Some days I will sit down and ask myself a question. You know, if I know that there's something bothering me, I will write that down and I will answer that. So, you know, checking in with myself and getting really curious. Other days, it's just a matter of writing whatever's in my head. So there really is no structure, I guess, to my journaling at the moment. Um, But I love that because I get to choose what I'm doing every day, right? I get to make it my own and do what I need to. The second element to my self-care and mindset practice is meditation. While I had doubled with meditation over the years, my regular meditation practice started in 2016. Are seeing a pattern here? You know, when my life turned upside down, I finally started paying myself attention and looking after myself. You know, we'd done meditations at school, but it was never something that I continued with. And when, yeah, when I was in that bad place, I started first using the Headspace app while I was driving. So I would put on a five or 10 minute meditation from a category that I felt like I needed at the time and just listen to that. I obviously didn't close my eyes because I was driving, but just allowing myself to breathe and listen and block out everything else really supported me. Then I started doing some more meditations at night before I went to bed and then it gradually evolved into me using the Insight Timer for guided meditations. Again, it just depended on what I needed And there are a few that I've bookmarked that I always come back to, one of them being one for perfect health, which I find so supportive if I feel a little bit run down. And then I started doing my own self-guided meditations after breath work. So currently I chop and change between using Insight Timer for those guided meditations or just doing my own. Just again, it just depends on what I feel that I need that day. And With this, please know that there are meditations that I simply cannot listen to. So if you listen to someone or someone's meditation and the sound of their voice just irritates you, turn it off and find another one. You know, I couldn't think of anything worse than sitting through a meditation and being annoyed because it sort of defeats the whole purpose of meditating. And the third piece to my self-care and mindset practice is breath work. I was first introduced to breathwork when I went to Tony Robbins' Unleash the Power Within in Sydney in 2019. And I'd heard of people going to this event for years and thought, why would I want to stand in a room with thousands of people listening to rave music jumping up and down? And as with a lot of things, as we grow older, we have an appreciation for new things. And these three days were just absolutely mind-blowing. And Tony has a daily priming exercise that he does and he did it at UPW. And doing it there, I felt complete euphoria when I did it. That's the only way that I can explain it. I also had huge head spins because I'd never done any breath work or anything like that before. 
But to do it in a room with thousands of people feeling their energy and going through this process together was just next level. I can't even explain it. And this practice incorporates both breath work, gratitude, some light and energy work, and then manifestation. And again, I'll put the link to this in the show notes if you want to give it a try. But it was something that after that event, I did daily each morning. And I just felt it really allowed me to, again, get out of my head and focus on that gratitude piece as opposed to what's going wrong in my life. Then I discovered Awaken Breathwork. And I reckon maybe at the start of 2020, I purchased their training. I started with their five to 10 minute daily practice and then led into their 60 minute breathwork journey. And I did that sort of once every month or two consistently for a little while. And again, this practice was just absolutely life-changing. And you sort of go into these things having no idea of what's going to come up for you. And so many random things come through, but it gives you so much clarity and creates so much calm. And if there's anything that's built up inside that I needed to release, it would always come out with it, like in that practice. So for me, I started with journaling and got really good and consistent with that. Then I incorporated some meditation. Then I started looking at breath work, right? So it was a gradual process of adding one extra element when I felt like I needed something more. So almost, you know, mastering or making something a habit and then adding in something else. My usual practice now is... I get up, I splash my face with water and I have a big glass of water as soon as I wake up. I put my headphones on with either nature sounds or different meditation music. I do the awaken daily practice into a self-guided meditation. I then pull an oracle card and then I journal. After that, I'll often go to the gym and some days I will go to the gym first and come home and then do my practice when I get home. Again, with this, it chops and changes. So some days I might do the priming exercise or sometimes some days I might do a guided meditation before pulling a card. Again, it just depends on what I feel I need. If I feel like I'm getting a little bit stale or something's not feeling right, then I just change it up, right? I've got that. I have that choice. That's my choice. And that's what really supports me because it doesn't have to be the same every day. There are also days when I don't do this at all. You know, I don't journal or I don't meditate and that's all right as well. But I do know for me that if I miss a few days in a row, I start to get a little bit antsy and agitated. So that's what my primary self-care and mindset practices look like. It includes exercise, getting outside, incorporating fun and laughter into my days, journaling, meditation and breath work. Again, it sounds like a lot, but when you space it out over a day and again, you're not doing everything every day, it's really not that difficult. And once again, I started with five minutes a day. You know, it wasn't this whole practice that I've created now at once because I don't think I ever would have stuck with any of it if I had have done it that way. If you do something else for your practices that support your self-care and mindset, I would really love to hear about it. So please reach out and send me a message over on Instagram. You can find me at Jackie.Rogash 
Or if you want to share what your self-care practices are on social media, tag me so I can cheer you on. Like I love that and I love supporting other people with their practices. And if there's any questions, as always, that you have from today's episode, please send me a message. Um, It's always me that responds. So don't think that you're going to get some bot answering you. Just one little reminder before we close out this episode, if you're ready to do the deep mindset work and get to know yourself better than ever, the waitlist for the transformation immersion is currently open. If you want to put your name on the waitlist, save $100 and be the first to know and get access to an exclusive bonus, click the link in my show notes and register your details there. It is going to be such an incredible 12-week journey And I would love to support you and provide that space so you can explore whatever you need to. That's it for today, my loves. I hope this has been super helpful and I hope there's something that you can take away from this and implement into your day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Your True Self. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Jackie.Rogash or through my Facebook group, Inner Transformations with Jackie Rogash. If you love this episode and don't want to miss another one, I'd be so grateful if you could hit subscribe and also leave a five-star review so more people have the opportunity to hear this podcast because you just never know who needs to hear what we'll be sharing. Take care and stay true to you.